Since the election, I have been reading comments from various religious leaders, including Catholic ones, calling for national healing and unity, and I agree. The healing of our nation, however, is best accomplished in the light of the truth of what happened, so it need not be repeated. This election was a peaceful revolution, which is precisely what American elections are. It was a revolution where common sense prevailed and progressivism was rejected. People of faith, people of no faith, people of goodwill, men and women of all races and of all educational levels rejected the progressive platform that for decades has insisted that the core values of our nation are antiquated and must change, that we must embrace a new vision of man that has no room for God, no room for the holy, no room for the transcendent, and rejects basic moral truths about what it is to be human, that we possess an inherent dignity from conception to death that the state has no right to define or interfere with, that marriage is between a man and a woman, that masculinity and femininity are not arbitrary accidents that can be changed on the basis of one's feelings. The progressives insist that we must embrace a new morality, no matter how offensive to reason and natural law, no matter how much damage it does to the dignity of the human person. The progressives have been telling us for decades that America was never great, that we are the source of all the world's problems. We have no right to defend our borders. And any disagreement with the new thinking got one labeled as misogynistic, homophobic, or xenophobic. And we have witnessed people taken to court with the goal of destroying their reputations or their livelihoods as warnings to others. Be silent and accept the new order. Progressivism is an ideological taskmaster that shows no mercy, demands unquestioned submission to its principles, promising in return a utopia on earth where everyone gets what everyone wants. It accepts the rule of law only so long as it can be used to achieve its ends but quickly will jettison law when law becomes an obstacle. We saw this with the numerous executive actions taken by President Obama to sidestep the inconvenient constitutional role of Congress. Progressivism has been around for a long time in many forms. It formed the reign of terror of the French Revolution under Robespierre, the communist revolution of Lenin, the horror created by Hitler and the Nazi regime, all promising paradise.
paradise on earth, but you submit completely to the will of the state. Progressivism has no respect for pluralism and diversity. It seeks to impose a stifling uniformity. And untold millions were destroyed by this merciless ideology. It has failed every time. And yet, insanely, we have politicians in our country who believe they can make it work. But the American people rebelled. Those who normally prefer to quietly go about their lives, many who probably haven't voted in years, who are struggling just to make a living, sometimes with two or three jobs, who just want to go to their places of worship and be with their neighbors and go to the children's sporting events, simply said, enough. Progressive activists were terrified as election returns came in. They encountered a hardened discipline that comes from those who know how life really works and a polite but steely refusal by rural and suburban folks of all different ages, races, ethnicities, religions, and non-religions who said, we will not be bullied any longer. The progressives looked like exhausted, cranky children after playing emperor we all had to submit to their vision of reality, but were told by, their pa by patient parents it was time to take a nap. Was the election a victory for President-elect Trump? I don't think so. Many, arguably most, who voted for him did not like him. The election, however, was a victory for those fed up with decades of politics as usual where nothing got done. The people voted for change. It was a victory for those who sensed, rightly so, that they were increasingly being disenfranchised from their nation because they held to traditional values for which they were labeled by Hillary Clinton as a basket of deplorables. And this was especially true of those who legitimately feared the erosion and loss of religious freedom. They voted for change. It was a victory for the reassertion of the better instincts of the American people who have a good nose for the stench of tyranny who understood that the very rights that make our nation unique among all others, that makes our nation great, were in grave danger. The right to life, the right to express one's religious beliefs in the public life of the nation without fear of being punished by government. The right of the individual to reach his or her potential without the ominous pall of political correctness dictating what one can and cannot say, do, or even think. And the right to expect Supreme Court justices to interpret the law according to the principles of our Constitution 
as the founders established it, and not according to elitist social engineering agendas. It was a victory for those who were tired of the message that you didn't earn what you have, and it must all be redistributed for fairness which succeeded only in creating a stagnant economy where people increasingly struggled to support their families. The progressives, the cultural elites, and their partner, the media, severely underestimated the national thirst for a change to what really works, the values our republic was founded upon. It is ironic that the progressives who like to cast themselves as agents and champions for change can't seem to handle change very well. Some have angrily taken to the streets in protest, and in some cases the protests have turned into violent crimes with assaults on people, destroying shopkeepers, stores, and damaging property, as I warned could happen in my sermon three weeks ago. There's an actress, forgive me if I'm mispronouncing her name, I believe it's pronounced Leah, Leah, Delaria, was so distraught, she tweeted, quote, pick up a baseball bat and take out every expletive, Republican and independent, close quote. It is my understanding that some very emotionally distraught college students have been exempt from their exams and they can go to safe rooms where they can pet a therapy dog. Some have intensified the name calling as if screaming their sacred litany with all the hatred and venom they can muster magically makes real what they say. And some Californians, it appears, are considering a process of seceding from the Union. Now, now, charity, please. Some, however, are seeing the truth, that they were completely out of touch with what America is and grossly underestimated the will and the resolve of the people to defend our and their freedoms from the manipulation of would-be tyrants. The revolution of common sense, however, is only the beginning. The healing of social and national bonds based on truth with mutual forgiveness is a necessary step. Facts must replace hysteria. And our church is in a unique position to help with this, since it's one of the few institutions in our country where all are welcome, where all who claim to be disciples of Jesus Christ through their baptism are already united by word and by sacrament, whatever their political opinions, as we all struggle to be faithful to the truths of our faith. The election proved we do have the power to effect change, and now we must take it at every level of our society, 
in all our public institutions, and dare I say, starting with our schools. These are now our responsibilities, and we cannot allow ourselves to become complacent, trusting the experts, as we once did, or history will repeat itself. God has blessed us with the reprieve from the insanity that could have engulfed our nation, but it is only a reprieve if we are not vigilant. May God give us the grace and wisdom to use our power to make sound decisions that will enhance the freedom and the dignity of all our citizens to see one another as we truly are, persons of eternal worth, endowed with an intrinsic dignity that does not come from the government, but from the truth that we were each made in the love and the image of God. This is the only effective path to national healing and unity. May God continue to bless the United States of America.